This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This is Michelle Fern, your host on Patitude. You know, most of us listening are cat pet parents or soon-to-be cat pet parents. Maybe you want to have more than one cat. But did you know that cats can be good for your just overall mental well-being for your life? You know, if you wanted to convince your partner that you should get another cat, this is a good show for you to listen to. And I have with me an expert on the subject. So we're going to be right back after this break. Listen up, cat lovers. If you're planning a vacation, you need to hear about trusted house sitters. They connect pet parents with verified and background checked sitters. So you can travel worry-free knowing your fur baby has all the care and company they could need. I love this. I can't stand the thought of my pets being lonely or being in a kennel. So I can't wait to sign up. Catitude listeners, you get 20% off today with code CATITUDE20. That's CATITUDE20. Go to TrustedHouseSitters.com and use the code CATITUDE20 for 20% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to introduce Dr. Julie Sanders. She's the Director of Operations of Heart and Paw. Welcome, Dr. Julie. Thank you. It's really nice to be here with us. I'm so glad you're here. Again, you're on Catitude, I think, once before, and it was so much fun. We're so glad to have you back. So before we get into how beneficial it is to be a cat pet parent, let's talk a little bit about what heart and paw is, because I, even though they're not... Um, we're well, mostly heard in the U.S. but and North America. But even though Heart and Pot isn't everywhere in the U.S., you do have quite a few locations, and you're kind of unique. That's correct. So we are um, reimagining pet care by creating an experience where our pet parents can get services, veterinary care, grooming, and this is not for cats, but right now we have doggy daycare, and one of our locations is soon to have overnight stays. But to bring that portfolio of pet services all under one roof and a low stress environment for both the pet and the pet parents. So we recognize going to the vet is a necessary part of keeping a healthy pet and a healthy family member. We're trying to reduce stress to both the pet and the pet parent to make that a better experience all around by incorporating some low stress handling techniques and things like feeding your pet while we're, you know, doing the exam. Where is Heart and Paw located? Right. So we are based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we have locations across the East Coast, mostly focused in the um, mid-Atlantic region. We stretch as far north as Connecticut and as far south as Nashville, Tennessee. Well, it sounds like we need more heart and paw locations all over the country. Well, we're going to get these ones right and slowly grow to like-minded individuals as long as we're keeping these um, first centers healthy. Well, it sounds like a good plan. Well, let's talk about cats. So it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And even if it's not, you know, these days, 
there's so much going on with all of us. There's so much stress and gosh, everything. I mean, we're recording this mid 2022. And, you know, we, we just got, not only did we just get through this major crazy pandemic, now it's like, do I want to drive my car? Do I want to eat? <laughs> Which one? Because these prices are going out of control. So that's stressful for people. And it's just, come on, we need a break. So you need mental health benefits all the time. And people don't always think of cats as being so beneficial to your mental health. You know, if you put the picture up, people think of a little puppy dog because, you know, they're just easier to read. It's a stereotype, I know. But cats can be very beneficial to your mental health, right? Yeah, they can actually be beneficial to both your mental and your physical health. And if your physical health is better, your mental health will follow, right? It's hard to relieve anxiety if you're worried about your actual physical health as well. Right. How do they do this? So, you know, there's the overview. There are over 29,000 entries in this Habri database. Habri is the Human Animal Bond Research Institute. It's a bunch of interested individuals that say having a bond with an animal has positive impacts on our life. And they actually sponsor and warehouse research on this very topic, right? And you're right, there is a bias. There's a bit more research on just general pet ownership and dog ownership than cat stewardship, right? But there is a good amount of research out there on cats. And so the top five health benefits of um, cat ownership overall, they actually help protect children against allergies and asthma. That unfortunately, you have to be exposed early in life to receive that benefit. So if you're coming to this as an adult, maybe not. But if you're thinking of having children, having a cat in the household when you have a child in their first year of life and during pregnancy actually reduces their likelihood of having allergies and asthma in general later in life. So that's kind of cool, right? Um, they actually, cats can assist with autism and their families. So cat, cat owning families or cat including families, ownership is such a weird term. I don't love it. So, but families that have cats and an autistic child actually see that there are less what we consider undesirable behaviors with that child. And the cat actually helps the child learn social behavior. And sometimes the quieter nature of a cat actually is better for an autistic child because dogs are all crazy and active right? And so the calming nature of a cat can be really influential on that child. And so while dogs may help, cats actually may be better in that field. They do improve our heart health and resiliency. So cat owners are actually more likely to survive a heart attack, but they're actually less likely to have one overall. So there is actually a positive impact of owning a cat on your cardiovascular health. And so you are less likely to suffer certain types of cardiovascular disease, including stroke and heart attack, and it actually can help you lower your cholesterol level. And certainly having a cat in your household that you interact with alleviates social isolation and loneliness. Here's a companion, right? And cats can be a bit picky about who they like. So if your companion cat chooses to interact with you, that's a really special moment, of course, right? And so that bond is extra special when it's a cat and has a lot of impact on social well-being and um, mental health. And then there is specific research on mental health alone and that having a cat in your household has been helped to both increase mental well-being by decreasing anxiety and depression in healthy individuals, as well as improving mental health in people facing mental health challenges. And they did this great study where they put cats in laps of Alzheimer's patients and found that just stroking the cat helped that person recall positive fond memories. 
right? So just sitting in with petting the cat, it, it boosts those memories. I remember reading something about that study. And yeah, it's really cool, right? <laughs> yes. And actually, I had a show where they actually had, they couldn't always have cats in certain facilities. So they had like stuffed cats, like toy cats, plush cats. And wow. even those cats made a difference. And, and that may be, there's some hard science to this, right? So a lot of the studies on the impact of having a cat in your family and how that affects your health and mental health specifically are done by surveying vast numbers of people who have cats in their lives and don't have cats in their lives and comparing the health aspects of those sets of data, right? But there's actually been some scientific research on how that might happen. And that's the cool part. Now, you have four feel-good hormones in your body. Those are the chemicals running around in your brain and your bloodstream that make you feel good. Dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins, and then oxytocin. And so endorphins are those things when you exercise that give you the runner's high, right? Dopamine and serotonin often regulate our happiness and anxiety, but oxytocin is the cuddle hormone. It's what creates bonds and love. It's the hormone of love. And interestingly enough, interacting with your cat boosts oxytocin levels. So when you pet your cat or you play with your cat, oxytocin is being released and you are forming a chemical bond with your pet in your brain. Your body is actually reinforcing that you should bond with your cat by saying, yes, yes, this is a good thing. You're boosting oxytocin and creating that bond, but that's the same hormone that we release when we fall in love, right? So it's a different type of love, right? Sometimes falling in love with your cat is better, you know, sometimes. It is. I mean, they don't reject you the same way. I... And they certainly never laugh at you or tell you your butt looks big in those pants, right? They don't so... care. <laughs> Feed me and pet me and love me. And that's, that's all they care about. To be fair, I get a lot of satisfaction when my cat muse for food in the morning. It's quite satisfying. They interact with me. They rub my leg. You know, they dress up and put their paws on me. He does. Like, there's all this interaction. And then I give him the food and he's so happy. And I'm so happy that he's so happy, right? But chemically, I know in my brain, lots of oxytocin is going on during that interaction. So it's no wonder that it feels good. There are also some really great scientific studies that show, in addition to boosting that feel-good hormone oxytocin, that interacting with your, your kitty will actually decrease some of the things that cause stress in your body. So cortisol is the stress hormone, right? And when you release a lot of cortisol, that can lead to you feeling anxious and stressed. But guess what? Interacting with a cat actually has been shown to reduce your cortisol levels. And so at the same time that you're having these great warm, fuzzy, I love my cat, messages in your brain and your body, right? You're also shutting off the things that make you feel stressed and anxious. So it's it's a one-two punch in a sense that we have not only shown numbers in terms of the outcome from those hormonal fluctuations, they've actually done some hardcore science on what's causing the positive outcomes we're seeing. And there's a very molecular basis to what's going on, which is kind of cool to geek out on, but it's a real effect. And when those two hormonal changes happen because we're interacting with our cat, right, you can get great benefits like decreased heart rate, slowed respiration. I mean, I go to yoga just to slow my heart rate, focus on my breathing. It's kind of silly because I could just pet my cat, right? Um, <laughs> it lowers your blood pressure. Right? And so all of those things are happening when we interact with our cat throughout the day. And it, it's really nice, right? And so it's no surprise that there are these other benefits. So, you know, in terms of well-being, they did this crazy study with cats 
in cancer patients. So they surveyed cancer patients going through chemotherapy. And for a subset of these patients, they put a cat in their lap and gave them a therapy cat that would sit in their lap during chemotherapy. And they just pet the cat during chemotherapy. And they surveyed those people. And there were two things they, well, three things actually they found because they, they followed these people. Number one, they had a little pulse oximeter. That's a little thing they put on your finger. It goes beep, beep, and it measures the oxygen in your blood. The people holding the cat had better oxygen, higher levels of oxygen in their blood. And that's a really good thing. It means more oxygen was getting to all the places in their body. That's a good thing. While they were undergoing chemotherapy. And then the people with the cats in their laps actually said they were less depressed going through chemotherapy because they were seeing that cat when they went to chemotherapy. And by the way, the nurses that cared for those chemotherapy patients, they reported an decrease in stress and an increase in happiness when they were caring for the patients that had the cats. And who doesn't want a happy caretaker? <laughs> so those cats are not interacting with the nurses, but the nurses are seeing the interaction of cat and patient seeing their patient feel better, they feel better too. Like, and that's silly. There's a cat in a lab. It seems silly, right? But it's really impactful. Here's this bond with this cute, adorable creature. And it's not only impacting the person's health directly. It definitely makes sense. We're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back. As a pet parent to a dog and a cat, you're going to run into some catastrophes. Your dog eating up the cat's food or scavenging in the litter box is one of them. With DoorBuddy, you don't have to worry about cutting a hole in your door or struggling with a pet gate. DoorBuddy's adjustable door strap installs in seconds and without any tools. Finally, an easier way to let cats into rooms and keep dogs out of trouble. For 20% off DoorBuddy, use code CATITUDE20. That's CATITUDE20 at thedoorbuddy.com. That's thedoorbuddy.com. Give your cat back its space today. Hey, everyone. Michelle Fern here. You know, being a pet parent is a huge responsibility. And since we don't talk dog or cat, we have to do our best to understand what's going on. But when something's going on with them and we can't understand why, it is such a challenge. I remember when Dennis had a bloody nose. I don't know what he did, but it was just all over the place. I freaked. I had to go to the midnight vet. It cost hundreds of dollars. I wish I had had Fuzzy then. Fuzzy is a telehealth service for pet parents that offers 24-7 access to personalized pet care from veterinary professionals. From everyday questions to middle-of-the-night emergencies, Fuzzy has the answers pet parents need through live chat and virtual vet consultations available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fuzzy can answer your pet questions big and small, urgent, and everyday. Fuzzy can also recommend the exact products for your pet all of which are handpicked by their established team of veterinary professionals and available at discounts exclusive to Fuzzy members. From getting your pet's diet just right to meeting their middle-of-the-night needs to finally figuring out what makes their breath stink, nothing is too big or too small for a quick Fuzzy call. Right now, Fuzzy is offering our listeners a free seven-day trial membership. Go to yourfuzzy.com slash petliferadio today to sign up. That's a free seven-day trial and access to exclusive member discounts on pet meds, supplements, food, and more at yourfuzzy.com slash petliferadio. Again, yourfuzzy.com slash petliferadio for your free trial of Fuzzy with access to 24-7 personalized pet care and vet-recommended products. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet <laughs> 
Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Dr. Julie about how your cats help relieve stress. So, Dr. Julie, you brought up some great points in the first half of the show. And I just want to touch on a couple. I think cats, you know, first look at them. They relax. Of all, well, I can't say of all animals because I don't know all about all animals. But compared to most household, you know, pets, dogs don't relax as much. They bark, they're high, mooshily running around. They, they chill, but not like cats. Cats know how to chill, right? They do. They sleep like crazy. So they know. They also, at least mine are all have different personalities. One is a scaredy cat. One thinks he's a dog. He's part Maine Coon. And the other one is cat cat. She's She likes who she likes. And if you don't pet her right, she will let you know with a little nip. So you have to learn your cat's personality and what is okay with bonding with them, just like any fur babe. But I think with cats, because they're more intricate in their personality, at least from what I've learned, that when they choose you, I think that makes a lot of those chemicals in your brain just activate and so forth. Right. I mean, does that have some effect? Because, you know, my cat Molly, for example, she's my very cat like. And I had Dennis who he thinks he's a dog. He, he's just like that. I thought all cats were like that. Then we had Molly and I found out, no, they're not. But we have this thing where, you know, how you could boop on their nose. Yeah. Boop the floof. Yeah. The, what do you call it? <laughs> boop the floof. Boop the floof. Boop the floof. There's all these great TikTok videos of people booping their cat on the nose with their finger and they say, boop the floof. Yes. She yes. likes to it's do that. It's, you know, well, I should make some TikToks. <laughs> She's like, it's like boop, boop. And she will let you know when it's too much. And she, even though, I mean, she was born outside my front door. And um, even though we held her a lot like a kid, when she was a kitten, she does not like to be held. I keep telling her she's missing out. But slowly, I have gone from barely able to pet more than her head to now parts of the back. And I know they could be real sensitive on their you know, uh, back area. And every so often, I could touch her belly a little bit. Whereas Dennis, in contrast, sleeps on his back with his legs sticking up. He doesn't care. He's just right. he's just like just chill. So there's such a difference. But do you think it has to do with what we perceive of the personality of cats, which maybe makes it all that more special when they do bond with us? I think there is that when cats bond with you because they're selective, it's special, right? But I think we understand the what, right? What are the health benefits? We have started to unravel some of the how, right? The oxytocin going up, the cortisol going down. That's kind of the how. What we haven't really figured out is why all those chemical reactions are happening when we're going with our cat, right? And so that's kind of where we're trying to, science is still working on the why, but there are a lot of great theories about that, right? Is cats don't love everyone all the time, not all of them. Some of them really are quite gregarious. And I think the variety is part of the joy of, of having a cat in your life is having the one that hides all the time, but only comes out for you. That's kind of cool because you have a special secret, right? And But having the cat that loves everyone and shows off every time a guest comes in the house can be equally rewarding. And sometimes their differences bring us joys in different ways. And I think cats have very strong personalities in that way. And that 
very much could be part of it. You know, as I was just preparing to make sure I had my scientific numbers and data right for you to be accurate for your listenership, I came across a study in dogs that correlated dog walking with a decrease of obesity. And I'm getting to the cats here. I think it's really funny because my cat anecdotally has made me enjoy exercise more. And I do walk. My cat doesn't like to walk, so he doesn't come with me. But honest to goodness, in the workout area of my house, when we added a recumbent cycle, the cat started coming into the workout area of the house. He started sitting on the seat of the recumbent cycle bicycle. And whenever my husband or I got on the cycle, he started jumping into our laps, which just made us laugh really hysterically because your legs are moving and he's trying to time this like he's going to get into a double dutch jump rope, right? But he had to be on our... So now you're trying to cycle and hold him up because he wants to be up there with you, which is odd. But he started coming into the area of the house where we have our little workout cove, right? And, and the funny thing is I moved a cat chaser into there. And so when I do my little, you know, 10, 15 minute strength training routine with my hand weights between sets, you have to rest. You know what I do when I rest? I pick up the cat chaser and he chases it around and he'll literally sit there and wait between sets because he knows I will give him my attention while I'm doing my recovery, right? Well, I kind of look forward to working out more because my cat loves my husband far more than he loves me. So it's the one special time of day that he pays attention to me is when I go in there to work out. So I might have to start a study of my own. But the other day, the cat might be encouraging me to work out more because when he sees me go there, he follows. And that makes it fun for me. So I think we need more research in that area. Because anecdotally, I can tell you it's really fun. The other thing I learned just last week, he learned that I put my hair in a ponytail when I work out. And I was doing my crunches on the floor, which I absolutely hate, but a strong core is good for us. So you know, sometimes you do what you have to do. And my teenage stepson was walking by and, you know, teenagers can be a little aloof. He started laughing hysterically. And what I didn't realize is that I was like moving up and down. My ponytail is swinging and the cat was bapping at it. And so now when I get down on the floor to do pushups, he crouches and he's going to skippity bap my ponytail, which is really funny. And so I get to laughing. The teenager gets to laughing and it, it brings like, how could that not improve your mental health? Right. So yeah, of course. That's <laughs> funny. It is funny. So they do these things and we get to appreciate things. And I think cats are sort of unself-conscious, right? They're going to do what they want to do. Dr. Julie, I think you just inspired me to do crunch. I've been wanting to do them. Of course, I could always work on my middle section, but I know they're good for your corn, for your lower back. And yeah, and I could put my hair in a ponytail. So got to put your hair in a ponytail. Maybe, you know, get one of those cool scrunchies that has fluffy things on it. Yes. Oh, I have. I have more hair ponytail things than I could. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, you know what else I think maybe it is? Cats can be really silly too. Absolutely. More so than dogs because their silliness, I think, is unexpected. Right, right. They're so reserved most of the time and then they break out. And I think cats are very confident in who they are, right? There is no imposter syndrome in cats. Cats are very sure of who they are but they also feel free breaking out of that. When a cat gets all playful and catnippy and they get the friskies and run around the house crazy, they have no regrets about that. And they don't stop to think, what do my humans think of me? I'm sure as they're running around, they're thinking my humans think I'm amazing because I am. And that gives us permission to let our guard down 
and be silly too, right? I mean, my husband is more silly when playing with the cat than he ever is with me or my son. And it's the one time I think boys sometimes have to be tough and gruff, but you should hear the nice things he says to the cat. He gets kind of snuggly. And I think it's the dance like nobody's watching. They play like nobody is listening and that invites us to join in that with us. And how can that not be good for your health, right? That's great for your health. So if you were to say what we talked about so much, if you were to think about the maybe one or two things that for people that, you know, are thinking, wow, you know, I never thought my cat could be good for my mental health. I mean, one thing I'm going to do is crunches with a ponytail. That's for sure. I got to try the ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. Got to try that. What are one or two things you would suggest? Try this because it's going to make a difference and and make your bond, bond with your cat even more special. It's interesting because every cat's different. I think you have to try a bunch of different things, right? Some cats love food. Some cats like toys. Some cats like boxes and bags. So you know, I would say just try a bunch of things to see what brings your cat joy, because if it brings your cat joy, it's probably going to bring you joy too. And I highly encourage lots of photos of your cat. And you should definitely overshare with all your coworkers and friends on social media, right? Because they actually did a study on cats. And we think part of the way cats decrease social isolation and loneliness because they do. People who have cats in their household are less likely to feel isolated and lonely, not only because of their bond with their cat, which is very important part of it, but it actually is a means for us to connect with others. I mean, just think about it. We talked earlier about all the TikTok videos of booping the cat. There are a bunch of TikTok videos of people playing skippity paps with their cats, right? Or videos of cats playing with each other because it's funny. And it's something we can all relate to without judgment, right? Is like, wow, those cats are having a really funny time. Or when the cat knocks a vase off the table, you know, yeah, you're kind of frustrated, but it's funny. They just don't care. They're like, this vase doesn't belong here. Out of my way, fool. And we can all relate to that. It's like, how great must it be to just walk through your day and go, I don't like that there and just knock it over. Right. And I, so I think all those idiosyncrasies of the cat, because it's the cat, we're not self-conscious about it and neither is your cat, but it gives us a way to relate. I mean, my husband and his one coworker bonded in their first two minutes because he said, my wife's event, she goes, I have five cats. And he said, let me see pictures. I have a cat. And then now it's so funny. Like we share cat toys. We tell each other about the greatest new cat treats. By the way, I think they're much closer as colleagues at work than they would have been if the cat never came up. Right. Right. And so it not only gives us an interaction with our cat, that makes us feel connected. It gives us a way to connect to other people. And even if you're an introvert, you don't have to talk to someone to enjoy their post on Facebook or to be excited that they like the picture of your cat basking in the sun because your cat is adorable basking in the sun. I assure you. Yes, of course. Okay. This is out of left field a little bit, but what is your cat's favorite treat? Mine for my cats, it's like cat crack are the, um, you know, the liquid sticks. Yes in the refrigerator and you could give a little bit. I opened the refrigerator and Molly's there. And I have to remember to tell the husband, you cannot give the whole stick every time. You cannot keep giving her because she's going to turn into a cat balloon. So, but that's like cat crack. 
loves it. And Dennis always loved it. And scaredy cat Charlotte is getting to love it. She was afraid of it before. Don't I don't know why. So what is your cat's favorite treat? I don't want to name brands or anything. We're not promoting anything, but don't have to. My cat loves beef. (laughs) Anything that is beef or beef flavored, it doesn't matter brand or texture. He loves beef. And it's funny because I don't only buy beef treats, right? We we get different varieties and I try to rotate through them because variety is exciting, right? And so novelty is fun for cats. And so I do rotate through, but if I have to do something sort of, you know, veterinary, like say trim his toenails, which he's quite good for actually, but I go to the deli and I get a couple slices of roast beef and thank goodness cats are carnivores, so they can handle roast beef in a way that, you know, probably a little dog couldn't or shouldn't. And I tear it into small pieces and we give a little roast beef, clip a nail, give a little roast beef, clip a nail. But he loves roast beef to the point of when I go shopping, if there's any beef in the shopping bags, I make sure I know where most people keep track of their eggs or bread because they don't want to break those. No, I know which bag the beef is in because I have caught him with his head in the bag eating the roast. So <laughs> he loves beef. <laughs> Dennis, you know what Dennis used to do, because he's a bigger cat, so good size nails. He used to, before I got a container, which is better to keep your dry food in anyway, because I, I like to give dry and wet for dog and cat. He would open the dog food. He'd slice it open, a whole bag, like just sitting there before it was opened. He would slice it open the bottom of it and just start munching out on the dog food. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's not that he even likes it. I think he's just an eater. And potato chips, if you don't hide your stuff, sometimes if there's something left on the kitchen counter in the morning, I come out and there's a mess on the floor. It's like he doesn't even like it, but he just has to try it. He's a compulsive eater, I think. I sometimes wonder if cats like textures, tactile wise, because my cat really likes bags, but also He'll do this thing where he fishes under the pantry door. And if he gets a, like a plasticky bag, he'll just worry at it and scratch it with his claws until he has opened it and then fish out whatever it is and try it and either spit it out because he's very discerning or not. But yes, he, for a while, he cohabited with two Dobermans who have passed away and, you know, I miss them dearly, but oh, you can't be God. sad when you get that long with them. Thank you. You know, like we're, it's not about the dogs, it's about the cat. And he lived with two Dobermans. I had to work really hard to make sure their food was not within a arms, a cat arm reach under a door because he would open the bag and he'd pull out all the kibbles. I think it was about the tactile sensation of ripping open the bag and fishing pieces under the door. That's like a game, right? Ooh, <laughs> winning prizes, but he wouldn't eat them. He would just, and you could see he'd bite one. It would there be there cracked in half like, oh, that's disgusting. I'm not eating it. So discerning. Cats are very, they know what they want. And that was not it. Yes. And they're clever and a little sneaky too, but we love it. He's learned to open doors. Uh, yeah. Recently I had to learn to rubber band together the kitchen island doors so he can't open them because that's where his extra bag of cat food is. And he was, he opened the door and was scratching that open, but he was eating that. So, but yes, they're clever. They will figure you out and keep you on your toes, which I think is also part of why they help our mental health. They stimulate our brain. Right. So that's great. Right. If he's figuring out how to get into cabinets, I have to figure out how to keep them closed. And that that's mental stimulation. When you use your brain, you don't lose it as quickly. Right. And so that's good for your mental health, that game you're playing with your cat. Because let me tell you, they're always hunting. He's going to find it. 
<laughs> they do find it, especially I remember a couple of times coming home from shows or um, receiving product sample for my, my other podcast, Best Bets for Pets, and not hiding it. It was still, it was in a bag and it was sealed, but I didn't put it in like a closed drawer that it couldn't open. Coming, waking up and there's like a cat party. <laughs> with catnip all over the place. They find it. You have to really lock, put it under lock and key. Yeah. Oh, no, they're very clever. They're very clever. And so I think sometimes his cleverness gives me a sense of purpose, right? I've got to keep him safe because he's clever and he's going to find the things. So I got to keep him safe. That makes me feel good when I'm, I've finally outwitted one of his shenanigans, right? <laughs> he's going to find another way to outwit me. So it's a little bit of give and take. But that is actually one of the theories as to why people with cats have a better sense of well-being overall is that they give us a sense of purpose, right? These rituals we go through with them for better or for worse, whether they're feeding them the routine of feeding and caring for them and cleaning their litter box, that sense of purpose that I'm providing wellness for them makes me well, but also like that sense of purpose with their shenanigans, finding the right toy to really light up their life or, you know, how do I store things in my pantry without them destroying it? I mean, it's frustrating, but it's also funny, right? I have a good laugh that this 11 pound beast can outwit me. <laughs> it's like, yep. In the best way. Well, we're just about out of time. Where can people find out some more information about how cats can, you know, just make their mental health so much better? So yeah, thank you for asking. There are two great resources. Like I mentioned, the Human Animal Bond Research Institute is a nonprofit. It's called, and you can find them online at habri.org. And then I don't remember the website offhand because it's not as short, but Pet Partners is an organization that certifies therapy animals and they have 1500 registered therapy cats out there and would love for there to be more, but they have some of the information on the ways that pets, Habri has the most by far, but pet partners, because they do animal therapy and cat therapy, they also have quite a bit of, of links to, and they had a great white paper on all the benefits of animal therapy for people. So Google pet partners, just search pet partners and it will pop right up or pet partners, therapy cat, it comes right up. So those are great places to start because they're really the largest databases of information. But honestly, I'd start with the Human Animal Bond Research Institute. So H-A bri.org and on there they even have some flyers they made faux ads for a cat as if a cat was a drug it says cat perfectus my health is important to me that's why i choose to have a cat it's um, really cool they have some fun resources so if you're trying to lobby your significant other on why you need a cat in your life i would start at habri <laughs> it's a Habri's great great they're great it is they even have some videos out there. It, it's a commercial aimed at a cat about all the lonely humans that need their love. That one is hysterical. If you need a good laugh and you should just log on and they have a great YouTube channel as well with all those fun videos focused at the benefits of cat ownership. And I particularly like the one that's pretended to be advertising to the cat to adopt a lonely human. That's great. Well, Dr. Julie, I want to thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing all this fantastic information. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for what you do, Michelle. I, I really love your show. It's great. And thank you so much for having you on. You're just so much fun to talk to. Oh, really thank you. It. Thank you. Um, have a good rest of the Friday. Your rest yeah, happy Friday, Friday the 13th. Friday. Go hug a black cat. It's International Hug a Black Cat Day. Oh, I have a tuxedo. That's Molly. So that works, right? Yeah. As long as there's black in your cat. Any cat that has a little black counts because, you know, all cats are cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Bye-bye. This was a really, really interesting show. And you know, Hobbery is amazing. They have such great information. I would strongly recommend that site. I'd like to thank my guest, Dr. Julie Sanders, for all of her great info and facts and a wealth of information on how cats can make your life so much better. Thanks to Mark Winter, my producer, for making me and my guest sound amazing. Thanks to my cat crew, which is Molly. Molly is the cat cat. Dennis is the dog cat. And Charlotte is the scaredy cat. Then we have the outside couple, which is Jethro, who he's just a cool dude. And Sammy, who's the skittish cat. They're both like kind of feral, so, but they have a house. They have a good, they have a house, they have everything. And uh, so thanks to all my cats. And a huge thank you to everyone listening to Catitude. I appreciate it so much. Be sure to share the show. Tell your friends about it. I have a lot of episodes. I've been the show host for on Catitude for over 100 episodes. So there's a lot of great information about cats. And hey, remember, lose the attitude. Have Catitude. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.